Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome <laughs> to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. Today's really exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, it's always exciting. It's not never not exciting. This is this is this is the highlight of my day because um, this woman is so dear to me. We are going to do an interview, and I am just so excited for today. So it, this is going to be a treat for everybody. It is a treat. So get your pen and paper and take notes. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. From Colorado to the Bay Area, Trisha Piquero is a successful entrepreneur, wife, mom, and most recently a grandma. 13 years ago, Trisha left her real estate career to buy a magazine. She manages two magazines with professionalism, integrity, and heart. 110 Magazine is our number one magazine to read here in Brentwood, California, and it showcases the positive and uplifting happenings in our region and, and all that is good in East Contra Costa that has to offer. Trisha applies the people skills and business skills she developed during her extensive business experience in building a solid team and promoting a business model that continues to thrive even in our up and down economy. Trisha's vision is to inspire readers with publications that promote visual and editorial quality while focusing on the county's most valuable asset, its people. Yes. Oh, yes. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you here. So I have known Trisha for a very long time. Um, When I was new to Brentwood, I I met Trisha early on and um, I found out something new about you. I did not know you were in real estate. Yes. Um, can you share with us how how did you go from real estate to, I think I'll buy a magazine know, and I do know. that now. Wow. How does that that's happen? That's impressive. Who does that? That's, kind <laughs> of a, that, that's not like from, I'll go from real estate to loans. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like something right. is like, whoa, Adjacent. a whole different transition. That's big. Yes. Well, it's funny because it is an interesting story, actually, when I look back on it. I started off in real estate after I graduated college, and I thought this is, I, did, I was a business major, and I thought, okay, this is business. Seems like people make a lot of money at it. And in the Bay Area, it's always, you know, real estate prices are always going up. So I got into that field and did that um, in the East Bay. Uh, I started off in Fremont, the Fremont area. Fremont. Yes. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> I went to high school in Fremont. I know. So that's just right. You know. I went to junior high in Fremont. And um, so I started off out there and I 
became fairly successful. I, I hired a coach yeah, and um, listened to everything everybody told me to do. And I had a mentor and my mentor was fantastic and I had great people supporting me. And so, so you weren't just interested. You were committed. So like yeah, it wasn't became, a hobby where you yeah. hung your oh, license no, no. somewhere. You were yeah. like, I am all in. Oh, yeah. I was totally all in. And um, so I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I loved it. Um, it was a roller coaster, though, definitely. And it was hard work. I mean, it was building your business from scratch is hard work. But I just did what everybody said to do. Mm-hmm. And then I just followed the plan. It wasn't like I came up with a new plan or, you know, anything like that. I just followed the plan, um, became fairly successful, sold 10 houses my first year in real what? estate. What? Uh, not too shabby, right? And then um, continued to do that. I had bought I bought a condo myself, and then met my husband. Um, we got married. Lot, you know, lot, he had a son already, so I was in a, a family. You know, a combined family. Well, I, I didn't have any children yet. So and then later we ended up having uh, a son together. But met him, got married, and then we bought. Uh, house together and then we bought a rental property and we bought land and we were just he became a loan officer and we were just in it to win it right so we were we were doing wonderful and just slowly you know building him it didn't happen overnight this was like a 10-year span and then um, I ended up getting pregnant and deciding that um, I wanted a a, a job that, well, I was still in real estate, but I wanted to try new home sales because I kind of just wanted a set schedule. Like real estate is, you give your week, I mean, you give your 24 hours. Oh, girl, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I'm, okay, yeah. so you know that. Dating yeah, I forgot. That. I forgot. Yes. You're yes. in it now. You I know. It. I'm mm-hmm. in it. So it is a <laughs> it lot of fun. Shuts off. I mean, it is mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of fun. It is. We love it. But yeah, yeah so once I thought, okay, you know, I need to kind of step back a little. This will make it easier. New homes were selling like hotcakes. Like mm-hmm. they are again now. Totally. And so I started working for a builder and I did that. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I like it. I had a friend who invited me to work with the builder with her and we would like take turns taking weekends off. And it was awesome. And she was wonderful. And then um, there was a development out in Oakley. So I started working out in Oakley and I would come out here and I told my husband, wow, I really like it out here. Like these people aren't different than the Bay Area. (laughs) Right, and because uh, you never and know, we right? really do have like a family feel, right? Yes, and, and at that time, your son is my son was about well, he was um, just I mean, he I would say he was around one years old, okay, little toddler. Now, I did take some time off to just stay home with him, mm-hmm. um, like almost the first year I stayed home, and then the um, they offered me to just work weekends. Right, Ooh. which was wonderful, and they said, "Go in and you kill it on the weekends." You're, we, we we're good the rest of the week. I'm like, okay, I'll come back for and that. With, and with new house sales, yes. that's pretty easy, yes. right? right? So it yeah. was it was out in Oakley, um, and then I found a development that was uh, really beautiful, big new homes with big lots. You know, a lot less expensive than in Fremont where I came from. Or mm-hmm. and so um, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm. I want to buy a house out here. So I told my husband, I found our house. I found our dream house. Big, you know, one-story house with a big lot. And um, 
everything brand spanking new, right? And um, he's like, I'm not moving out there. And I'm like, guess what? We're just going to buy the house. We're going to try it. And if you don't like it, we'll just move back. What's the big deal? We'll make a profit. We'll move back. So anyway, I talked him into it. We'll flip it. It'll be fine. Yeah, It'll exactly. be fine. Totally. Yeah. No worries. So I talked him into it. And then um, I, they ended up where I bought my house, our house. They ended up offering me a job there, which was a bigger builder. Uh, Centex at the time. And so I would sell all the homes in the neighborhood I was going to live in. So I thought, oh, awesome. That's perfect. I'll do it. I'll pick my neighbors. Yes. I don't I, really want to exactly. sell them too hard. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> I wish I could. No, I know. I'm just kidding. No, I have great neighbors. But um, so then I, the house, the development was like about um, a year still left in it or, or more. So then um, I met everybody in the neighborhood, of course. However, at the time, it was when the housing market was going up and everybody loved me then. And then when it hit the top. So by the time I was done with that development, I sold all of the model homes, million dollars, you know, and they had every, you know, amenity in them and every upgrade. And then um, the the market is starting to crash and mm. I'm getting the squeeze in between my, you know, builder that I work for and the customer that I'm also so trying to represent. this is about 2004, 2005. Yes, 2005. Later than that. 2006, yeah. actually. 2006. So I'm getting the squeeze and I'm like not liking it. And I have my beautiful son who I'm thinking, you know what? When he goes to school, now he's about three or four. When he goes to school, I'm going to be working every weekend. And when he um, when he has soccer games and baseball games and all that, I'm not going to be able to go. So I'm thinking about getting, you know, uh, finding another business. And uh, so I started, you know, that seed was planted and a girlfriend of mine who I worked with actually bought a franchise. It was um, Cartridge World. She bought a franchise. And so I was looking at franchises. The market's tanking. I'm looking at franchises. My husband has, and I both are like starting to realize, wait a minute, we're, we're, our income is getting lower here. My development ended. I ended up going back to resale, commuting to Fremont. Oh my gosh. But I had customers there because they, you know, I had, I That's had this book of business. Established. Yeah, absolutely. So I still had business. So I was still, yes. And the the market was actually better there. So I was still doing that. But anyway, I was looking for a business and I thought, oh, this is a tough demographic. I have been selling homes. I understood where I lived, you know, after years. This is a tough demographic. What business is going to really stay afloat in a business community? So I looked um, and I saw this online magazine and, um, and then I, I looked into it. I didn't like it at all. And then the funny story, though, is that so I was a, I was in the Mothers of Brentwood group, right? I was in it, too. Yes. I was on the board. Yes. <laughs> One year. So yeah. I was never on the board, but I was in it with all my neighbors. We all had young children in the neighborhood, and they talked me into joining. And I'm and anyway, I ended up loving it, right? I was a little hesitant at first, and then I thought, this is awesome. It was great. We it called was it the great. mob. Yep, the mob. Nice. Isn't that awesome? So, so, um, so I get an email saying that they're the 110 magazine is for sale. And I thought, well, how'd you get this email? What do you mean? Like I just, just got the, an email from the mothers of Brentwood. Ah, uh, they informed. Oh my they, gosh. You know, okay. they keep up oh, with somebody the community. on the, in the group knew, was aware and put the email out. Oh. I'll tell you the behind the scenes on that. Okay. What happened? So then I thought, Oh, this is interesting. I'd like to check this out. Hmm. Now, the reason I was interested in it was because when I moved to town, I would started getting the magazine at my house. And I just thought, wow, this magazine is beautiful. It's 
I'm learning all about the area. I'm new here, even though I've been selling homes, I'm still, you know, new to living here. And then I started using it at the new home sales. And when people would come from out of town, I'd say, here, you're going to learn all about this town. Look at this beautiful magazine. I mean, I've never lived in a place that had a beautiful magazine, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't. Yeah. And um, so then I loved, I used to read it cover to cover. I would just tell my husband, you got to read this article. I'd follow him around. I'd read it to him. So I was this real ad hoc evangelist for the 110 magazine. I tell people, they need to write your story in the magazine. You've got a great story. And right. So, so. So I, I already loved the magazine. I totally loved it. I got this email. I thought, mm, let me check it out. I don't know what's going on here, you know. And um, and I said, I'm busy, but I'll get back to you. In the meanwhile, the magazine had uh, been for sale for a while. Nobody wanted to buy it. And um, they had a broker trying to sell it. They've talked to the press. They talked to Diablo. You know, they're like, nope, we don't want it. And um, it was two gentlemen who owned the magazine, Richie Kosher and Don Huntington. And Don was the writer, editor, and Richie was the publisher and designer. So I, I just finally had the time to go meet with them. Well, in the meanwhile... They had already closed down the magazine, sold off the furniture, let everybody go. I mean, it was already a done deal. It was closed, right? So, and then, you know, I was here. I was taking my sweet time to come meet with them. So then I met with them. I looked at their business plan. I looked at the model. I looked at the numbers. Um, I decided to uh, do my due diligence and I went out and knocked on all the cut, not all the customers. I knocked on some of the customers doors and I said, Hey, if I brought this magazine back to life, would you advertise? And if you would, why? And if you're not, why not? So I went out and, and asked. Brilliant. That is amazing. So anyway, I love it. people were st- telling me, yes, I'll still advertise in the magazine. I love the magazine. We're so sad that it's gone. And there was a few things that they, key things that they, mistakes that I felt they had made. Anyway, so then I took my life savings of my husband and I, again, here I am telling my husband what we're going to do. And I said, we are buying a magazine. And I went to my mentor, my real estate mentor. Now this gal made a half a million dollars in her sleep practically, you know, yearly, like she's the guru and I would always go to her. So I went to her and I said, you know, I want to buy this magazine. And she said, oh, hell no. She said, do not buy that magazine. Oh, my goodness. So um, what was her reason why? She just thought just a business. She didn't know anything about the numbers or anything. She just said, oh, it's just a not magazine? a good. Yeah, it's why? not a good investment. Yeah. Right. Not now during the you know economic downturn. It wasn't really necessarily the smartest move. I mean, if you look at it from the outside. And so then I talked to my mom. I was watching Oprah, you know, you know getting inspired. And I'm like, I really want to be a part of this magazine. Like, you just felt it in yeah, your gut. You, you yes. have, sometimes you yes. just know. That's You true. just know this is a exactly. calling. This is a pulling on me. There was something totally. bigger I'm gonna than you. I'm going to listen to that. And it, what's funny is that these two gentlemen who they were, it's like they were, da- they, the, the story is that they were, you know, down to the wire. And one Richie's wife at the time was in the mothers of Brentwood and Richie's wife, Andrea, she said, um, why don't you put an email out to the mothers of Brentwood? And Don Huntington said, oh, like some mother of Brentwood is going to buy this magazine. That happened. That was the backstory. In the meanwhile, don't underestimate a mother. In the meanwhile, one of his best friends was like telling him this magazine's not going to go out 
of business. We are praying. We are fasting. My son, we're, he's praying. He's fasting. The magazine is not going to go out of business. There is no way. We aren't going to let it happen. It's not going to happen, right? And he's praying, saying, please let Gretchen, please let Gretchen down easy when she finds out that this magazine is not going to make it, you know? And so that's what was going on in the backstory. Anyway, then Don and I met then. Um, I told Don, well, you know, the only way I'm going to stay on board and do this is if you continue to write for the publication and I will pay you to do that. And if Richie continues to design the publication and I will pay him to do that and you teach me the business because I don't, I know sales and I know marketing, but I don't know how to run a magazine. Yeah. So they agreed and then we had a deal and Yes. And my husband was like, my husband supported me. And I know he's wonderful. I, I mean, that is amazing. And then um, the other person that I talked to was my mother. And my mother told me, she goes, you know what, honey, Mom, I'm getting teared up thinking about it. She said, whatever you decide to do, you're going to be successful at. Mm. You know, love what? That. And that. You know, I love that because every girl who turns into a young woman that turns into a more mature woman, that right there means everything. To make other people proud, your teachers, your friends, but to make your mom proud is so special. That's beautiful. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So that's the story behind that. There is, um, I will just say one more caveat since I'm speaking of my mom. I will just say the other caveat is that um, my father had passed away suddenly at the age of 62. That's when Jeff, that's how Jeff I know, was. I know. That's why oh I could relate gosh. to your daughters. Oh when that gosh. happened, I could totally relate to your mm-hmm. daughters. And it was very sudden and it was very tragic. And um, my dad was, I was a daddy's girl. My dad was everything. And he was going to move out this way. We were actually going to st- talked about starting a business together because he was a mechanic and I thought I would do the business end. And I had looked into businesses for that. And because he passed away suddenly like that, my perspective on life changed so dramatically that I just thought, you know what? Life is short. Do what you want to do. And and I'm a I'm one of those people who are I am fairly brave. I mean, I will just put myself out there and go for it and just and so um that is one of the things that also I feel had because that happened that also gave me that little uh, umph like you know what just go for it life isn't promised and that was 13 years ago ladies that's wow. amazing you know so i i imagine because i i see publications and i see how much effort goes into one yeah. publication the layout and putting all the things in there, the stories that you choose. What keeps you inspired and how do you find the stories that you... That's funny because people your... do ask, well, how do you find the stories? Well, there's there's like stories are never ending. There's everybody on the planet has a story, right? We can pretty much learn from anybody. And you'd be surprised at some of the stories that people have that you just have not heard about. And what really keeps me inspired is that I am one of these life learners and I really feel that um, hearing people's testimony, hearing people overcome, everybody, like sometimes I, I've thought, you know, I've in life I have it hard or this or that. And then there's somebody else who has it harder and somebody else who's achieved more. And so those type of stories 
and um, uh, just um, that type of insight is what just keeps me going. And it is something that I am, I'm all about hearing other people's stories and I'm all about sharing other people's stories. And, you know, so that's where I really get my inspiration from. And some stories just knock me out. When I'm done with the magazine and I read the whole thing through, there are so many times that I am just like, there's some amazing, sometimes there's, you know, sometimes there's um, stories that are, are, are just, you know, basic information or about a, a place that I've visited or traveled to. But then there are these, these stories of just, just people overcoming such big obstacles or just um, sharing, pouring their heart out and doing amazing things without the, so many people, people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. And so, so I don't know if Des knows this, but I was in 110 magazine and they did an article. Our family was on the cover of the, of the magazine. One of yeah. the best covers <laughs> ever. Now was that, that was like right when you just had bought it or yeah, before? That was, or? that was before I bought it. That's what that, I thought. Not pretty early on. That was because, oh my gosh. our Because um, when you said that the Russell, date. our photographer was, our first photographer was still on board and he came up with that idea of what we did, which yeah. was this tell her, the, the, tell her what um, it was. The magazine was bigger than the Brady Bunch and oh. so they did little squares and what they did was they had like you know how like on the Brady Bunch in the beginning how they have them looking up and looking down at each other and interacting in the squares yeah so there's like one picture of Kimmy holding the phone and then underneath it Annalise is in another separate picture pulling on the cord <laughs> yeah, funny. It's the, I mean, it's one of the best looking so around. One of the best, it most really memorable really covers. Cute. And I would um, the way that I ended up on the magazine was uh, Jeff's mother was living um, in a fifty-five and over community. She was just starting beginning stages of dementia and um, Alzheimer's, and so we had a caregiver who was a dear friend of Don Huntington's, and she said, "You have to meet this family." And he's, she goes, Don, I've known you for years. I don't tell you this often. There's only, how many times have I ever said this? You got to meet these people. And so Don came over to the house and all the kids sat and we served him lunch. And he was just like, I need, to, I'm a he's fan. He's like, this is bigger than the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I have to tell you when Jeff, when Jeff passed away, a lot of it is such a blur. Um, I went through, you know, telling everybody on social media what was going on. I went downstairs to the chapel to tell everybody what had happened. When I came out of the elevator, the first two people I saw was you and Dawn standing there. Aww. And the rest is a blur. Wow. Like, like you know, I have, I remember seeing your faces. Yeah. I can't tell you all the 50 people. And that place was filled. I can't remember anybody else, but I remember coming up the elevator and Trisha was right there. That's incredible. Yeah. Trisha's amazing. We'll talk well, about you're that amazing in the next too, episode. And that, that article was fantastic that we did. The wow. first article was just, I, my mind, I was blown away by your story and your tenacity and everything, like this plan that you had. I mean, I was totally, wow, this, this is, I mean, it, what a story. I mean, it's a great story. I, we had it on our old website for the longest time and we don't anymore, darn it. <laughs> but we have your, we still have your other story after Jeff passed yeah, away, and that did. was another. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and let me tell you, people don't get in the magazine twice, but that's how good this girl's stories are. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good stories. Cool.
And is that so, so that was an interesting way, right? So there was the uh, connection to Dawn. Mm -hmm. Do you usually get a lot of phone calls and emails of, hey, Trisha, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. (laughs) So we, we get, I mean, we get great, when we deliver the magazines, when people are out delivering the magazines, people are like, I love it. Like, they don't just say, oh, great. They're like, I love it. I love it. I mean, we get a lot of love, love, love. Um, We don't get a ton of interaction as far as we're working on that with social media. We're kind of, because I feel like um, people are usually more vocal when it's negative, which is the good thing. We don't get a lot of negative, not that we've never gotten any negative. I mean, one guy got mad because we had the American flag on the cover Oh, and it was a veterans day cover. And he's like, you're using the American flag to sell your magazine. Anyway, we've gotten a few here and there, but that's the very Mm -hmm. rare, but for the most part, we get lots and lots of love. And then, I get people who constantly will say, you've got to do a story on this. You've got to do a story on that. And the ones that I'm the most attracted to are, are not people saying, oh, toot my, I want to toot my own horn. You've got to do a story on me because I'm so wonderful. It's the ones, even though, you know, hey, I, I, good for you. Don't, nothing wrong with that. But it's really the ones that somebody's like, nobody knows about this story. This story is so inspirational and somebody needs to tell it. And I mean, one time we did an article about um with this couple who had lost their the the wife had lost she had lost her child um and unfortunately um young and she decided to to donate the organs and as a result she did that and um somebody got his heart and when we wrote that story somebody else was suffering in the same thing in the hospital read that story told it to the mother who was, it was a horrific, another horrific accident right here in, um, in Brentwood. And she said that story influenced her to decide to donate also. And so it's, so, you know, I mean, there's, there's just, um, you never know how things are going to touch lives. You just don't know. And if, if, you know, just, I mean, each issue, if, you know, somebody gets inspired by just even one person, hopefully, you know, I, I feel really more, bad because I, I was wanting to call you for the longest time. I have a girlfriend who's a caregiver for um, was a caregiver now for a woman who was 101 years old here. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know what? I love those stories. We have done stories with the I mean, incredible I mean, veterans. Like amazing. Uh, and, and, and you know what? I want to write those stories. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to know about it. If anybody wants to send me an email. And, you know, let me know of something we are or we we are always looking at every email we get. We we definitely and it's you know what? It's it's easy to find us. We're right here in Brentwood. So if there's a great story out there, uh, we want to tell it. I do, you know, because it's that and the passion that you have when you talk about it. It's that the untold story that is amazing. You know, which is what you girls are doing here, talking to people as well, getting their stories. I mean, it's just we love it. It is. We love it's, it. It's, it's, it is. It's mm-hmm. such an inspiration because we need it. You know, it, the, to me, doing these things, your magazine, the opportunity for us to connect with people and share their stories is fuel. Like you wouldn't stop feeding your body. Right. Like this is us doing our best that we can and crazy COVID times of continuing to feed that positivity, you know, and inspire because it's, it's needed. There's a lot of heartache and a lot of hardship out there and to have hope 
Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, we need that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great-sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production, and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. So as I'm listening to your story and, and everything, I love the confidence that you have to where you're like, you know what, I am going to pursue this. What what advice would you give to our listeners? We just got done doing a confidence series. What advice would you give to our listeners or or you know, wisdom or little tidbit about what you've been through that could encourage their confidence? Good, good question. So I think about how I, you know, it made me think about how I, when we're children, I think we're probably born with lots of confidence. And, you know, as we grow, we fall and we hurt ourselves or we're told no. And, you know, we kind of, we have this journey going up and down with our confidence, right? And um, I remember when I first started in real estate, people telling me, just believe you can do it. Just believe you can do it. That's all you have to do. And I just thought, how do I do that? You know, how do I just believe I can do whatever I put my mind to? And so it's not necessarily that easy. It wasn't necessarily that easy for me. So I had to figure out how to do that, how to gain that belief. And the only way for me to gain that belief was to put myself out there and try something. And then if I felt, if I fail, I get back up. And I, I swear every time that I really felt like giving up every single time and I didn't, there was a bigger payoff. And I started to figure that out in my life. And so to me, you can dream it and you can create it. And if it's something you're passionate enough about, you can believe it and you can do it. And um, that is really what I did with the magazine, even though I really didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, it just it keeps on going. You know, uh, we still we never can predict the future. I mean, I still can't with COVID. I don't know what next year is going to hold, but I just keep on showing up and, you know, and believing mm-hmm. and um, and putting myself out there. And I really think that you can like I wanted to spend time with my sons. 
You know, I really, that was important. And I needed to make money at the same time. Well, how was I going to do that? I believed that this, you know, that buying a business and being able to have flexibility and be my own boss, which has its ups and downs, being my own boss was the way to get that. And you know what? I was right. Because when I worked for a company my son was not, my sons were not their priority. They they were my priority. My husband was not their priority. He was my priority, but this way I could now, you know, have flexibility, decide and make it. And the people who work for me, a lot of them are moms and they do the same exact thing. And so I also have, I feel like I've not only empowered myself and now empowered myself to watch my grandbaby, but I've empowered other, um, people who worked for me to, to do the same thing. So it's, that's amazing. Phenomenal. It's incredible because there's so many reasons why you can tell yourself I can't. And you found every reason. I love what you say. Si se puede. I read how, you know, you can, yes, you can. can. And that's a, that's a, is that what that means? We're going to teach Gina Marie know, our Latina. some Spanish on the show to our Spanish listeners out there. We'll have a maybe a 101 segment at the end every time, and we'll do like one phrase. This is raise my translator. Whenever yeah. I'm selling something on Facebook, I'm like, what is this person saying? She's what do all, I say back to him? I can't even figure it out with Google Translation. Yeah, that was amazing. I love that. That's hilarious. Oh, you can do it. You can, you, can, you, you can, you can, you can do it. And, <laughs> and well, and the thing too, is that you, it's like you put all of that stuff together, your why, your son, mm-hmm. and that concept, I think, you know, Will Smith talks about that a lot of failing forward, just yes. having enough curiosity to ask questions, you know, and learn and figure things out. And you did that twice. And, with real and, estate em- you and know, embracing the fear of, okay, this is scary. So I'm going to do it anyway. You know, yeah. you just, yeah. it, it is scary. We're going to move from here to here. Whole different community. Yes. Whole everything. Okay, we're going to go from 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 this career to this career. Whole different thing. You know, it, every, every day is scary. Yep. It, it, it is. And you can let that paralyze you or you can let it propel you. Absolutely. Next, next, we'll interview your husband. Oh my God! And see his his take on everything. He said, That's, she said, right? Oh, and I love, I love I the love men it. behind the women. It was the same Me with too. with Yvette Gomez mm-hmm. because she, you oh, know, yes, I he, love Yvette. Oh my he gosh. backed her, husband. her up. Yes. With, with She's everything. opening another shop, by the way, folks. No, Yvette, we we um, interviewed her, and she's um, the owner of Chill Tea and Coffee, and she has her makeup line, and she has a makeup line, Ooh, and she's opening another Chill in Antioch. I know, I know. I'm excited for her. So I, I love mean, Chill. Um, and she too. So here's a theme, right? Yeah. Like yeah. just great men who support great women. Yes, yes. You know, and yes, it's 2020. You can do that. Yeah. Women can do that. Absolutely. You can pursue Very, your dreams. So great. Well, it's been so great having you on here. Thank you so much for Pleasure. sharing your story. And I know that your story has to be an inspiration to somebody in so many ways. In so many ways. So we have to ask you how, 
like what's next for 110 Magazine? How can people follow you, get in touch if they do want to send an email or follow you on social media? How would they do that? So I am, of course, have a website, which you can find my magazine on the website, 110mag.com. That's M-A-G.com. Very easy to find or just Google 110 Magazine. And um, we have all our archives of our past magazines on our website. We also have social media. We're on Facebook, um, same name, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm actually starting a web series that will be interviewing people on um, social media. So it'll be a video um, webinar I series. Saw yeah, the thing for that, and it's called Talking with Trisha, November fourth. Yes, November fourth right? will be the first one, and so we'll do that once a week. But um, yeah, so we're on social media. We're so where on, are you doing that at? Are you oh, at, just, at the, um, at the well, office or yes, just at my office? It'll Fabulous. just be a. It will be. And, you know, a Zoom, it won't be in person with COVID and all that fun stuff. So, but we've got the technology to make all that happen. Yes, so that's absolutely. amazing. Exactly. Cool. Oh, we're excited. So we'll hook you up with, an, with another format other than Zoom that you might like. No, oh, yeah. I, I am not. It's Zoom format, but it's it's not Zoom. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Sweet. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. So we also have fun questions oh, that we want to ask you because, fun. you know, Uh-oh. we we have to. Fun is one of our core values. I love it. So we Mine have too. to have some fun on the show. Um, Jean Marie has a first question for you. OK, are you ready? I'll ask you the second Uh-oh. question. <laughs> if a movie were being made of your life and you could choose any actress. Who would you have play you and why? Ooh. Who would wow. you choose? Okay, so what comes to my mind, and I used to have her haircut, is Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yes. That's amazing. And I just want to say she's quirky. She's funny. She doesn't take herself too serious. She has a great sense of humor. Her hair is always good. I, and I, yeah, and I love her Fabulous. hair. But yeah, I mean, and then she's just a verse. She's just versatile. I like, I like her. So she's I would beautiful. say her. Yeah. yeah. Even though I have dark hair, but I did have blonde hair at one time. So okay. hey, yeah. she's fantastic what a great choice i love it okay so my question for you is a bonus question where you get to pick a number okay between one and 20 so we don't even know what the question is so i don't even know because it's just going to be based on i will pick number three number three Ooh. okay this is fun what is your most used emoji (laughs) well Obviously, for me, have to be the laughing one. Oh, I would say laughing one. Yeah, laughing yeah, one. for sure. Yeah, that's what's yours, Des? That's the, it's been the laughing one with the crying. Yeah, with the but, crying. But absolutely. the side, the side. What you know? There's the straight one. Yeah. There's a sideways one. Like it's really funny. There's been a lot of funny memes lately, and funny group texts, and you know, trying to keep things light. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, sideways, laughing, crying one. I, I would say mine is probably the blowing kiss one. Oh, that one's so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah you give that to Wes a lot. That seems like you. Yes, that's you all the way. And then you, and then you put it in, and then you, um, you put it to that thing where you can on an iPhone. do a screen. And then the heart comes flying up, like Ooh. it blows a heart from it. No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the special effects okay. on the iPhone. We'll have to show I, I, you. Yes, I need that. I need to know. You know, I'm new Trisha with the iPhone. I knew I iPhone. I'm so. extra. I know. I was all excited when I texted Trisha. We'll teach you all the frills. Okay, good. I need that. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, 
Thank you again for coming on our podcast. Thank you to our listeners for for listening to us today. Uh, We would love if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And we want to give a shout out to Rockwood Audio, Ben, who makes this podcast sound amazing. And a shout out to Ava Media Productions, who does our video work, because it just takes a team to get things. It takes a village. It takes to, a village. Keep we us we together. have a tribe that gives us. <laughs> we got a, a tribe. We got a village. We got and a, a universe. And a universe. <laughs> That's how we keep up the energy, the ideas. Yes. And of course, we have all of you. That's where we get yes. really cool ideas and feedback, and we appreciate it. So keep that coming. Um, We're we, here for you. If you have any questions you want to ask, um, anything you want us to process, a topic you'd like us to talk about, you know how you can get a hold of us. We're on social media, Blissful Fortitude Circle is our um, Facebook page. You can uh, find us on Instagram, Blissful Fortitude. You can go to our website, blissfulfortitude.com. Yep. You can call us. On our 1-800 number or 1-833 number. 1-833-MY-BLISS or 1-833-692-5477. So there's all kinds of different ways you can get a hold of us. Smoke signals. (laughs) We'll even do smoke signals, you know. Desiree's studying that part-time. So there's that Morse code. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, man, I love it. And with that, until next time... May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember that you are your only limit, so take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.